When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Bo Bridges, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Get Robert to welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Happy to welcome stage, film, and television actor Tony Winters. Cable TV audiences know Tony as Clive, the owner of the High Yellow Restaurant on the Oprah Winfrey Network's critically acclaimed series, Queen Sugar, while fans of the HBO series Silicon Valley know Tony as the principled Mayor Wilkins. Tony's other TV credits includes its popular shows as This Is Us, Shameless, Black Monday, and very soon, I understand, Young Sheldon. While gamers know Tony as the hard-as-nail assistant coach in the best-selling video games NBA 2K15 and NBA 2K16, Tony has a key role as an NCAA executive in the feature motion picture National Champions, which opens in theaters on Wednesday, November 24th. Tony, welcome to our program. Thank you, Ed. Good to be here. I think you pretty much said it all. That's what I try to do. I try to give our listeners as complete a picture of our guest as possible in the introduction. Sometimes maybe I go a little overboard, but I want to give a complete picture so that we can focus on our conversation. No, that's that's wonderful, Ed. It sounds like I've done a few things in my life. No, you, Tony has been a working actor for more than 40 years, and the operative word is working, because I know a few actors in this town, and not every actor is fortunate enough to be as much in demand as you have been through the course of your career, so I imagine you're very grateful to be doing what you're doing first and foremost. I am. There was nothing else I wanted to be, and that's what I would say to any aspiring actor out here in the, in the world, is that choosing to pursue a career in professional acting, it really has to be the only thing you want to do, because it, it just requires so much of yourself to get in the game and to stay in the game. And to be ready to strike when the opportunity presents itself to follow with our sports Metaphor, in your case, I understand you got in the game because of an opportunity that, that, that came to you early on in your previous life when you were a tour guide at Universal Studios. Well, actually, I had been acting prior to that. I had spent four years in San Diego uh, in college and uh, doing college theater and, and also doing theater in the region. So by the time I got to Los Angeles in the mid-'80s, I had a background. Now, it may not have been the most impressive background, but I had a background. And uh, I did. I had a chance encounter with a man named Leon Isaac Kennedy. That name may or may not ring a bell to many of your... Uh... I know who he is. Oh, you do? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, Leon just did a series of films in the early 80s, and then he, he, he kind of went off to do other things. You know, yeah. he, was, he was more interested in being an entrepreneur than he was... Yeah. In acting. So his heyday as an actor was really in the early 80s, which was after the black exploitation era of the 70s. 
Jackson before you, the Renaissance with Spike Lee and Robert Townsend and all those guys came along. Uh, he was really that kind of in-between guy. I met him doing a tour at Universal Studios, and uh, I asked him, I said, I said, hey, man, you know, after we, he had taken my tour, and I said, hey, man, what are you up to? And he said, well, I'm, I'm uh, just wrapping a film called Hollywood Homicide, and I am in the process of co-producing Penitentiary 3. And, you know, ignorance being bliss, I, I did not know I wasn't supposed to ask this, but I said, hey, well, since you're producing, maybe you can help me out. I'm an actor, and I'm trying to get my SAG card. And he said, okay. <laughs> and he scribbled down his home phone number and uh, told me to call him in June. This must have been March. And uh, I called him on June 1st, and he remembered me. And true to his word, he brought me in to meet the director, Jamal Fanaka, and Jamai takes one look at me and turns back to Leon and says, well, he looks like he's got a little sense. Why don't we make him one of the reporters? <laughs> I'm sitting right here, guys. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was the start of it, man. And I got my SAG card and just found a small agent. And I don't mean to call him a small agent, but he ran a small agency. It was like a one-room office uh, right there at Hollywood and Vine. And Harry Stanfuss and I, we hit the pavement and just, I've never looked back. Yes, and as we said before, Tony, whether you want to be an actor, no matter what you want to do at life, more often than not, we make our own luck with preparation. And when the opportunity presents itself as it did with you when you met uh, Leon Isaac Kennedy that day, you took a chance. Because if you didn't take that chance, I may not be talking to you today. And it's so important to ask for what you want in life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you just might get it. <laughs> so be prepared. And to your point, uh, I like to look at my years in San Diego as having put in my 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, when the opportunity did present itself, I kind of kind of knew what to do. On the line with us is Tony Winters. Tony can be seen opposite J.K. Simmons, Timothy Oliphant, Jeffrey Donovan, and Kristen Chenoweth in the upcoming STX film drama, National Champions. National Champions opens in theaters on Thanksgiving Wednesday, November 24th. We're recording this conversation with Tony a few weeks before the release of National Champions, so I realize, Tony, there are probably limits in what you can say, about the film, that all being said, what can you tell us about National Champions and what attracted you to it? What I can tell you is that Stephon James plays a uh, college quarterback and uh, he ignites a strike on the eve of the big game for money, mm -hmm. uh, for respect, and for the health care of the players involved because this is part of the national conversation, so it's a very important and, and timely film. And... Uh, that's kind of what it's about at its core. And as you mentioned, uh, I play one of the NCAA executives who is um, playing NCAA executive. I better just leave it at that. Okay, very good. Uh, <laughs> Tony Winters plays an NCAA executive in the upcoming feature motion picture, National Champions. National Champions opens theaters everywhere Wednesday, November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving. Great cast, as we mentioned. Is that a factor sometimes in your decision-making process if you know that, say, a J.K. Simmons or a Sidney Portier is going to be attached to the movie? <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, I, I didn't know 
any names attached to the movie other than the director and the writer. And um, I got the audition, and, and it was during the COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, uh, I got it, and I said, this seems interesting. I, because you know they only only give you a, a few pages. They didn't send the script. Mm-hmm. They give you, and I really liked that my character had a conflict with another character. I'll just say it like that. And so uh, again, to your point, I, I did not know any of the names connected with the film at that point. Uh, at where I am in this industry, I can only say yes or no based on the material. Okay. So when when I pass, it's generally at the audition level. If I make the effort to audition or submit a tape, whatever the case may be, then that generally means I'm interested unless a better offer comes along. Okay. That being said, when you evaluate material, when a part comes your way, are there certain things about the character that you look for? And is your decision-making process the same or, or maybe different than it may have been earlier in your career? Uh, yeah, well, at the beginning of the career. <laughs> <laughs> I took anything and everything that, that came my way. Yeah, uh, things are a little different now. Uh, the role is really tough to describe, put into words, but the role just has to kind of speak to you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not really about the size of the role. It just really has to speak to me in a way that I think I can do something interesting with this character. And, and, and you know, working in television for as many years as I have, you learn to do almost an instant performance. And I got to tell you, oftentimes, I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but when the material, audition material arrives, and frankly, I still have to audition for everything. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I get very, very few offers. When the material arrives, and I read it, the characterization is immediate. I get the guy, I get the scene, and it, it really only takes a read-through or two, and I say, okay, I, I like this. I want to do this. And that's really the decision-making process. Tony Winters is speaking to us right now. Tony plays an NCAA executive in the upcoming feature motion picture drama National Champions. National Champions opens in theaters Thanksgiving Wednesday, November 24th. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Tony has been a working actor in stage, film, and television for more than four decades. Some of you may remember him for his roles on such daytime dramas as General Hospital, Santa Barbara, and Days of Our Lives, while one of his first notable primetime roles was as medical examiner Ossie Dunbar in the final season of Hunter. You're, you're talking about how a lot of times when you're asked to audition, you got to be ready to, you know, rock and roll almost cold from the moment you're given the, the sides, the material. I would imagine, from what I know about talking to people who worked in daytime television, how fast you got to work, how hard you got to work simply because of the volume and the fact you're, you're basically doing five one-hour movies a week. So I would imagine your background in daytime television helps you whenever you get an audition, whether it's a big part or a small part. Absolutely. And coming from the theater and my first handful of jobs being in daytime television, it was just, it felt like a natural transition. In those days, you arrived to set, 
and you would what they call dry block, mm-hmm. which you'd work with the other actors and, and block the scene, you know, the actors' movements on stage, that, that sort of thing. And you know where to stand and when, you know, the director would direct you. Then you come back and then you have a dress rehearsal. Then you rehearse. And, and rehearsing is something that was very... <laughs> very important part of my training mm-hmm. was understanding the rehearsal process and fleshing it out during that time. So, you know, you had your dry block, then you had your dress rehearsal, then you had your camera block, and then you went to lunch and then you came back and shot it. So I like to say that daytime was really the best introduction that I could have had into TV and film. Tony Winters plays an NCAA executive in the upcoming uh, feature motion picture National Champions. National Champions also starring J.K. Simmons, Timothy Oliphant, Jeffrey Donovan, Kristen Chenoweth. National Champions opens in theaters everywhere Thanksgiving Wednesday, November 24th. Tony Winters also recently made his directorial debut. He directed an episode of Two Degrees, the series in which he also appears on screen. How did the directing assignment come to be, Tony? Was this something you always wanted to do? Negative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, I've often regarded the, the director as having to be the smartest guy in the room. And I've rarely felt like <laughs> the room. <laughs> and, uh, and just as an aside, Rick Roman Waugh, the director of National Champions, was an amazing, and he, he proved my point every every day on set. I mean, he understood that script from beginning to end, page by page, character by character, scene by scene. He just really got it. He could talk to you at length about your character, your motivations, your objectives. He was amazing. And then turn on a dime and talk to, you know, the gaffer about the lighting, talk to the sound guy about the sound quality, talk to, you know, the cinematographer about what lens we're going to use on this scene and how we're going to cover it. He was an amazing guy. I had never seen anyone quite work like that before. Because usually when you get a job in a, a film or a television show, you've been cast. Really, does the director get involved with your performance? <laughs> you know, unless you might have a question for him or two, generally you're left to your own devices. Once you've been cast in that role, it's yours. You know, unless you just go completely off the rails, mm-hmm. they're not going to bother you. And so generally the, on, on set, the director is more concerned with the technical aspects of the shoot than your performance. But Rick was, I mean, he was he was right on top of things in every regard. But anyway, back to your point about Two Degrees. Two Degrees is a uh, series that was developed by probably my closest Hollywood collaborator, Carl Gilliard. I've, I've produced it. I've written and produced a couple of films myself. And Carl was a co-producer on one, and he was the director of the second one. So when he developed the series, it's really about his journey after his second marriage and before his third. <laughs> <laughs> Divorce. And, and, and the upcoming marriage. So about his, his about dating at a certain age mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. So he approached me to uh, write and direct uh, one of the episodes for the second season. And it was a tremendous <laughs> amount of work. And it was very challenging. But I, I can't tell you there's nothing more gratifying than seeing actors and other talented artists just execute your vision. It's even probably more gratifying than nailing a scene as an actor, I have to tell you. 
did you necessarily intend to direct yourself for the episode, or was that born out of necessity? Well, I was the character in the first season, and he drafted the arc of the season, and when he told me what he wanted the episode to be about, uh, my character was a part of it, mm-hmm. a smaller part, you know, because he, he, he carries the water on this one. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, my character is a supporting character to his, so it wasn't that difficult, and it's not like I had to spend a lot of time in front of the camera. Most of my time was spent behind the camera capturing the show. Tony Winters recently made his directorial debut directing an episode of Two Degrees, the series. He can be seen on screen in the upcoming feature motion picture, National Champions. National Champions opens in theaters Thanksgiving, Wednesday, November 24th. You can follow Tony Winters on Twitter and on Instagram. want to back up a little bit because you mentioned, you described the director as the smartest guy on the set. Richard Benjamin said something similar to me. He said the first thing he learned was... Did you say say Richard Benjamin? Richard Benjamin. Uh, Richard Benjamin. Oh, wow. Yeah. He said to me when he appeared on our program, the first thing he learned as a director was that you have to know the answer to everything, even if the answer to a question is, ask the gaffer. Because you're, you're, you're being pointed to what everyone's looking to you as the leader. And, and obviously, you've worked with a lot of great directors throughout your career. Was any one of them more influential to you than the, than the other? Or did you develop your own style once you had the opportunity to direct? Hmm. Gosh, that's a good question. I've never been asked that before. But uh, I, I'll tell you, Phil Alden Robinson, mm-hmm. who was the director of uh, Sneakers. Uh, Sneakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I did, gosh, almost 30 years ago, uh, we had, we had a, a chance to talk, uh, quite a bit. I was on the, sh- I was only on the film for a week, but he was very generous. He was very smart. He was very patient. And, uh, so more by example than just his leadership, his wisdom, his knowledge, his, his calm in the eye of the storm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was pretty remarkable to watch, and, you know, he's an Academy Award winner from uh, Field of Dreams, I believe, mm-hmm. if I recall. Yeah, so uh, he was a great example for me, as was Mike Nichols, uh, the legendary Mike Nichols of the graduate fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed me in um, uh, Primary, Primary Colors, Colors, yeah, which I was cut out of the finished version of the movie, but... Uh, you still got paid. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> actually, I think I, I played a, a, a network news pundit, uh-huh. and, and uh, my voice is still heard in the movie, yeah. and I'm still credited, but uh, my image does not. I don't mean to make light about that, but I, I've talked to enough professional actors to know that, yeah, the ideal is they don't cut any of your footage, but once you do your job, it's out of your hands, and at the end of the day, you got paid to do something that you're trained to do and that you love to do, and it's all in perspective. And, you know, uh, it's so important. I think an actor has to learn to let it go. Mm-hmm. So once you walk off that set, it's done. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can change about your... So that's why you have to be as prepared as possible when you have your moments on camera and you want to make your work so compelling that they don't want to cut away from you or they don't want to cut the scene. That may not be the only criteria for the cutting of the scene, but you definitely want to make sure that it's not your work that uh, <laughs> that is the reason 
they cut the scene. Absolutely. You don't you don't want to make their job any any easier than it has to be. You want to make them, you know, make the hardest choice possible when it comes to your work or anything else. It's an occupational hazard, man. It, <laughs> it, it happened to me very, very early on. I did an episode of Jake and the Fat Man. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, with, with, William, uh, with William Conrad. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, our key demo, Tony, is 45 and up. So most of our listeners, they grew up watching shows like Hunter and Jake and the Fat Man. So we hit the sweet spot in that demo. Yeah. I, in fact, I worked with uh, Robert Reed, mm-hmm. Mr. Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I had a scene in which I was a uh, police officer and I'm, I'm standing guard outside of uh, Robert Reed is consulting with his attorney. And at one point, I'm, I'm to open the door and I say, uh, DA's on his way back, and I close the door. Well, this was like maybe the third or fourth job I had <laughs> in Hollywood. So I told my mom, Mom, I'm going to be on Jake and the Fat Man tonight. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got one line, but it was great. I worked with Mr. Brady. It was wonderful. And uh, they cut my line. <laughs> so the only thing you see... Robert Reed and what is the other actor's name who played his attorney? Uh, 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 Joe Joe Penny. It wasn't Joe Penny. No, it was um, his father was a famous composer. Oh, uh, John Rubenstein. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, it was John. You see, John Rubenstein and Robert Reed walked by me because John Rubenstein played his attorney, mm-hmm. and they walked by the door for them, and they close and they closed. I look like an extra. <laughs> <laughs> They cut my they cut my moment. Oh, and I'll tell you the one that hurts the worst. One that hurts the worst. Out of all the times I've been cut, and it only happened a handful of times, but it was on an episode of Commander in Chief. Oh, with Gina Davis. Yes. I had a scene with Donald freaking Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so blown away because you know, this is a guy I remember first seeing him in, in MASH and mm-hmm. Animal House mm-hmm. in my and uh, I had this beautiful scene with Donald Sutherland that they cut, and it just broke my heart. One day, if I ever get the juice, I'm going to ask some Warner Brothers executive to go into that freaking <laughs> uh, vault and find get my your fo- Get your footage, yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I can guarantee you that Tony will not be cut because Tony is our guest this hour. Tony Winters will be seen in the feature motion picture National Champions. National Champions opens in theaters everywhere Wednesday, November 24th. Tony will also be seen in the pilot episode of the Showtime series Yellow Jackets, which premieres on Sunday, November 14th. We'll talk about some of Tony's other roles in movies and television, including the day he met his screen idol, Sidney Poitier, on the set of Sneakers. All that more. We continue our conversation with Tony Winters here on TV Confidential. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast. You can enjoy This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit 
the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.